Welcome back to another edition of the Perbalite Podcast. This is the eighth episode of Perb Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamie White joined with Adam Goldsboro, Tyler Zeman, and Eli Oxane. Today we're going to be talking about LeBron and the Lakers, Trey Young heating up and being a boss, as Adam has said, the title race in the Premier League, and UFC 235. All right, first we're going to head over to Adam, who's going to talk about Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. All right, so recently Trey Young has been definitely the best rookie, I think, above Luka Doncic, Doncic since after the All-Star break. I mean, the dude has just been going crazy. Before, he wasn't really acclimated to the NBA yet, but his jump shot is starting to fall at a very high clip as he did have 49 points and 16 assists against the Chicago Bulls. And that's just insane, but still the Hawks lost because they're a terrible team, mm. even with Trey Young point, putting up numbers like that. But he definitely has been very good throughout these last couple, last more than 10 games now. I believe he's averaging over 25 points and 10 assists, and he is also third currently in, in the um, a total amount of assists per, per any player. He has like 380-something, if I believe. So he, he has definitely been proving himself this past couple of games and even more than maybe Luka Doncic has because he hasn't really done a whole lot in these last couple of games. A lot of people are just surprised by how good he was as a rookie. Yeah, but it's important to realize the Hawks aren't playing for anything yet either. They're still a ways off from being yeah. a contender. Yeah, they only have 22 wins currently which is very bad. And I'm a 76ers fan, so I remember the bad times of 10 wins. But do think, still. Do you think he's going to get Rookie of the Year? Probably not. I mean, Luka Doncic, the media votes on that stuff, and they like him so much more than Trey Young. So Yeah. Well, Doncic started hot, too. Yeah. So Trey Young did not, as you said before. But it will be interesting. I think it's going to come down to the wire if Trey Young keeps playing like this. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, to transition a little bit, but also to stay within the NBA, Eli is going to talk about LeBron and the Lakers' struggles. Yeah, so when LeBron came over to the Lakers, there were some pretty wild expectations that came with him. People were talking about, one, making the playoffs was going to be an easy task to do. They were going to maybe beat the Warriors, maybe get a championship in his first year there, but what's actually happening is looking to be much more disappointing because there's a flawed roster that people thought would be different and work well when it has not in reality. There's been some pretty bad coaching from Luke Walton and there's been a lot of drama that's mostly LeBron James's fault on the team with things like the potential Anthony Davis trade really splitting up the whole young core that was what they were kind of what their strength was for the season their chemistry has not been there at all you've seen LeBron get a lot more frustrated recently and he said I think he said that he was gonna turn on the playoff intensity before the playoffs because they're in such a bad spot because right now Lakers are I believe 5.5 games behind the eighth seed there's only 18 games left in the season so unless they dramatically shift their entire game plan and all of a sudden start playing defense, they are most likely not going to make it into the playoffs. I think uh, someone, 
wherever the statistic was, they have a less than 1% chance of making it in the playoffs now. So it's looking pretty grim, and it might be the first time in a very long time where there's a playoffs without LeBron James. Yeah. Right. And I, a question that I have is, if LeBron doesn't make the playoffs, does that affect where he is on the all-time standing? Especially as a Laker not making the playoffs. I don't know. That's interesting. Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest forwards of all time, went to the playoffs in his first year without Michael Jordan. Yeah. Almost went to the finals. Almost went, yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, LeBron does things that are great. He's transcendent. He plays a little lazy on defense, but at the end of the day, he has to be a leader. He said, he's blatantly said he does not like young talent, yet he went to one of the youngest teams in the NBA. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. Um... I don't think it'll affect LeBron's legacy. I think it might a little bit because anybody who's anti-LeBron finds any reason to talk bad against him, and this is definitely going to be a big stain in my opinion. But I think as a couple more years pass, things will get better for him in L.A. Yeah, we talked about this like a few weeks ago, um, and we talked about how like if they don't make the playoffs, how good is the squad without or even with LeBron James on it with without the right players and honestly I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to make the playoffs this year yeah because a big claim of LeBron fans is no matter where he goes he can win and get where he needs to go but if that doesn't happen this year that might refute that claim yeah and I said this earlier in the year too I think this Los Angeles core that he has is better than the Cleveland core that he had last year definitely that he took the finals so it's just weird circumstances yeah. yeah, I mean, one thing to point out, Lonzo Ball has been out, and I think people really kind of ragged on him. I mean, I did too, but since he's been out, I've noticed, like, just watching them, they're so much worse of a team without Lonzo Ball on the defensive end, especially, because Lonzo does get a large amount of rebounds for a guard, and he ha- and he can basically guard one through three, which is really important no for problem. a guard to have. No problem. I mean, so. either way for the Lakers, it's swim or drown. Like, they're stuck with their squad for the rest of the year, and they got to make do with yeah. with it in order to make the playoffs. they got to make the adjustments needed to do this. Who knows? LeBron could opt out of his contract and go across the street to the Clippers. We'll see. All right, now we're going to head over to Zeman, who's going to talk about the intense title race in the Premier League. Yeah, so right now it's really up to two teams, and Liverpool is one of those teams. They they really had it in their hands, and it was their title to lose going into this new year in 2019. But after after a very bad start, they they have fallen back, and Man City has closed the closed the gap and is currently sitting in first place on 71 points with Liverpool right behind them on 70. And it it was a really surprising weekend. Uh, Liverpool went into Everton in a very in a rival rivalry game and were expected to win away, which is it doesn't seem that hard to do, especially against an Everton team that was struggling. But their forwards have not been producing for Liverpool, and it was it was very apparent in that game. Um, even afterwards, the Liverpool manager got questioned about his tactics. He was very unhappy about it, but you you really have to wonder if he's ever going to make a change. Uh, earlier last week when they played Manchester United, Liverpool uh, Liverpool's Mo Salah got subbed off in the second half while the score was still 0-0. The game went on the end as a draw, but 
they Liverpool was on fire. Uh, they they went on a little run before that, and were expected to beat United and Everton over the weekend. But their their strong three core uh, three person attack has really fall fell apart, and you have to wonder who's going to step up for them coming into the backside of the season. There's only nine games left, and I mean a point back from Man City is not hard, but you have such a such an experienced Man City team who is who has a pretty easy nine schedule game left as I mean as well as Liverpool, but it's going to be a big test going away to the smaller sides that aren't as good and coming away with three points and it's it's been a big struggle for Liverpool all season in that regard, but for city they've they went on the massive run last year to win the title by at least fifteen points, I think it was. And uh, they they have the experience and knowledge under their belts to do this. And coming into the 2019 year, I I predicted that Liverpool was going to fall back and City were going to win it. So, I mean, right now that's that's coming true. It's certainly contested. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the league uh, shakes up things. And now, at into the fifth round, we have Jamin White discussing UFC 235. All right. So UFC 235 took place Saturday. Uh, Officially back in Las Vegas after the incident that we've talked about before. I'm going to go into it again because that's a whole other discussion. But such a great main card for fans to watch. We had the UFC debut of Ben Askren, who spent a lot of his time uh, competing in other leagues, um, including one and Bellator MMA. So it was interesting to see him. He has a 19-0 professional record. He's been called by uh, many the best UFC fighter who has not fought in the UFC. So he took on former welterweight champion Robbie Lawler in a welterweight bout. Um, another controversial finish, he would submit Lawler in the first round, three minutes and 20 seconds. Um, the ref was certain that uh, Lawler was un- uh, out cold and unconscious. He shot right up immediately. What are you talking about? I'm not un- I wasn't unconscious. Dana White has sort of professed he's not a fan of Ben Askren. He wants a rematch immediately. He thinks Lawler should have been able to continue into that fight. But either way, dominant uh, start for uh, Askren. Even after he got, I mean, in that short first round, he got killed. I mean, he looked terrible afterwards. But he came away with a quick submission, so that was interesting to see. Uh, On to one of the co-main events, the welterweight title. Tyron Woodley defending his title against Kamara Usman. Now, um... Usman absolutely dominated the fight, and he doesn't fight in a way that fans uh, generally enjoy. He really uh, sort of builds the fight based on his stamina and based on what he can do in the ring, playing the patience game. But he dominated Tyron Woodley, uh, no doubt. And it was a it was a favorable matchup too. Very close uh, in their skill set, height, weight, everything like that. Um, the would come down to decision at the end of five rounds. Kamara Usman. Would win the welterweight title for the first time in his UFC career. He's the first African-born UFC champion and the first Nigerian champion for the UFC. So now he's kind of, I'm going to say he's like on that level, coming up as one of those great Nigerian athletes like Christian, the Nigerian Nightmare Okoye, which he he shares the same nickname for, and Akeem Olajuwon, obviously uh, taking great pleasure in winning titles for the Rockets in the NBA. And on to the other main event, John Jones versus Anthony Smith uh, for the light heavyweight title. John Jones was defending his title from that he won back in December, uh, UFC 232 against Alexander Gustafson for the second time. 
Uh, this was also a very close fight that John Jones could have lost via disqualification. He had an illegal uh, knee blow to the head as Anthony Smith was on the ground. Anthony Smith said, I didn't want to rob him of the title. I wanted to win it. I'm a man. So the fight continued. It would come down to decision at the end of five rounds. Very close scorecard, 48-44 in the favor of the reigning light heavyweight title uh, holder, John Jones. And, you know, he's on a dominant run ever since he's been back after his third suspension, I think. I don't know. They're racking up, and it's unfortunate because people's opinion on him are sort of skewed because of it. Is he really a true champion? Is he someone who can only succeed uh, with the use of steroids? It's interesting to see. And now, really, what comes into question, who's he going to fight next? Certainly interesting. He's gone through the whole division once again. But other than that, it was a great uh, card. It was a great fight night. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Perb Light Podcast. This has been Perb Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This has been Jamie White joined with Adam Goldsboro, Tyler Zeman, and Eli Oxane, now signing off.